Welcome to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. The Pharmacy Future Leaders is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, focusing on pharmacy student perspectives, interviews, and the future outlook of our pharmacy industry. This is Kevin Yee, aka Kevin Yee the PharmD on YouTube, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Tony Guerra, for the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast, broadcasting from DMAC and Ankeny Campus. Connect with me on Twitter at Tony underscore PharmD or on YouTube at Tony PharmD, where you can find over 700 pharmacy videos supporting my audiobook, Memorizing Pharmacology. Today, we're talking with Kevin Yee, a pharmacy vlogger with a lot of good advice who started his pharmacy journey at the Massachusetts College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences, but is now living in Los Angeles. It's tough to find people in pharmacy that can show you what the day-to-day life is like, but his YouTube channel has a ton of content. You can find him on YouTube if you put in Kevin Yee, the PharmD, in the search bar. Kevin, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey, thanks, Tony, for that awesome intro. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've been following you for a long time, and uh, a lot of what we've been talking about has been uh, very... I don't know, a little bit straight laced in, in talking about what opportunities are out there and jobs. And I just wanted to kind of go to the other side where it's actually fun to be a pharmacist. And in one of your videos, you talked a lot about how things are comfortable for you. You don't really have to worry about a lot of things, some financial and others, and you enjoy your job. So I wanted to kind of talk about some of your videos and introduce um, Pharmacy Podcast to your channel because you do have a lot of content on there that could be really helpful. Uh, but what I want to start with is... Uh, everyone's leadership road's a little bit different. Um, just tell us a little bit about how you got to LA from what I believe was Boston. Oh yeah. So let's, let's go back to my pharmacy school days when I was at MCP in Boston or actually Worcester. I was at a accelerated program and boy, it was really rough. Um, I remember during my P3 year, uh, which is the last professional year in an accelerated program, I was just like two months out and I still didn't have a, I still didn't have a job offer, you know, and I, I was working for CBS for such a long time and I couldn't find anything. There was a part of me that really wanted just to drop out because I really didn't know if this was still for me, you know? And so during that time I was pretty depressed, but luckily I had some good people around me. My preceptor at CVS, she, we, we were like good friends, you know, and she told me, you know what, I'll help you if you want, if you're willing to move to LA, you should just do it. And then all my other pharmacy friends were also going to LA and they're actually telling me to make the huge move out to LA as well. So, you know, I just threw a Hail Mary. Um, uh, and I reached out to HR in, California and I actually got the job which was crazy because all my life I actually wanted to to stay and live in Boston but you know um, I just took it as a huge opportunity to just you know try something new when you're young there's this is the time where you can t- take the most risk when you have kids and stuff it's gonna be a lot harder to make yeah, that same move it is, it is. I'm sure you can relate to me man. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, that's actually how I ended up in L.A. because I could not find a job in Boston. <laughs> OK, well, we actually have parallel tracks, although mine was in 1997. Uh, and I I looked at, you know, jobs around Maryland and a lot of the people from Pittsburgh were coming down. There are a lot of pharmacy schools there. And I went to Phoenix and they were opening mm-hmm. up and uh, that was a great interview. And I ended up moving out there and I didn't move to Cali because they had a different test. Is that still the same that there's, it's different or now is it Naplex for Cali? Now it's Naplex for everywhere. Oh yeah. So back in your day, um, there was a separate test, but now it's, we take Naplex everywhere and, but our log exam is super, super hard from what everyone says. It's like not even a log exam. It's like a really hard clinical exam. So it's pretty funny. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's something that uh, people should know before they uh, they take a job out there. They should at least uh, uh, do their due diligence before they get out there. Well, I want to break this uh, up into three parts because I've got to summarize what you've gotten like three years of these great videos. Uh, so, the, so the first thing I want to do and I follow you because I got three kids and I want to. I want to live my, you know, I, I, when I just got out of college life where I was in Phoenix and I could fly to San Diego or Vegas or go down to Mexico for a weekend and it was no problem. So mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's not, that doesn't work now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's a lot harder, you know, so. But what about uh, this pharmacy over med school? Just recently you had a video with uh, some uh, guys and you just happened to ask them like, Hey, you know, why did you pick pharmacy over med school? I think a lot of people look going into health professions want to know, you know, what is the right profession for me? Yeah. So when I shot that video, that was actually just a regular vlog. So I'm surprised it performed as well as it did. But, um, you know, I think sometimes there's this like conception of pharmacists that, you know, going to med school is so much better, like, and I put the word better in quotes, like better than med school and stuff. And I just wanted to get some like, some perspective on how some of these other uh, students were feeling. I was actually there just to help out uh, as a preceptor there. And that's something I've been doing in California. We can talk about it later. But yeah, I was just getting these perspectives on these kids and talking about why, why did you choose pharmacy school? You know, there's something like with my channel, it's it's yeah, it's about pharmacy, but I think more than that, it's it has to do with the relationships with people and understanding like why people make the decisions that they do, you know. And so that was how I actually just I just literally whipped out a camera and just started talking to people, and people started sharing me these stories, which was amazing, you know. And especially being Asian and stuff, like I definitely related with a lot of their families and stuff. Their families like pushing them to do pharmacy or med school and stuff, and I just related a lot with these kids, you know. I'm sure Tony, you've you've gone through this too. We had were- a. We had, um, it wasn't as bad, I think, but I definitely yeah. in first generation, and uh, they. They, they didn't push me maybe that hard, but I got the, certainly, it was where I grew up, and where I grew up, it was, man, you got plenty of choices. You can be a doctor, or you can be a lawyer, whatever, yeah. you know, and pharmacy was something that uh, I found on the way, and I think a lot of us find it that way. Tell us a little yeah. bit about your undergrad, because I remember you going through four years, because you wanted to take your time and make sure you went in the right direction. So tell me a little bit about making it all the way through a four-year undergrad, because some people are saying, no, let me just do it in two as quick as I can. And other people are like, no, let me go through the full boat. Let me make sure. Yeah. And I think like with anything, it's always very important to test before you make a huge test out an idea before you make a huge commitment. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, 
A lot of people don't know, but I actually got into pharmacy school straight from high school. But, uh, okay. you know, I think as a 17 or 18 year old, it's kind of hard to make a life decision at that age, you know? <laughs> and I knew, I was like, yeah, I'm a yeah. stupid little kid. I don't know. I don't have life experiences, you know? So I just want to test it out. Um, and I heard about the accelerated program. So from the beginning, I kind of set out this track. So freshman year, um, I actually, that's when I started working as a technician at CVS. My friend hooked me up with a, a job randomly one day and I was like, okay, let's try this out. So I was working as a technician. Um, initially I really liked it a lot. And then I just started talking to more and more people about the pharmacy profession, seeing what sort of opportunities there were. So at the time, like I actually really wanted to do residency and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? And I think, um, also a huge motivating factor. I'm not sure if a lot of your listeners actually go through this, but I actually did it for all the wrong reasons. The um, money. Was, you did it yeah, for the, the money. Money. <laughs> money, doctor title, everything, you know? But um, you know, and I, I just try to be real because that that is a huge motivating factor. But if you're going in for that so like alone, it's it's not worth it. There's so many other ways to make money and stuff like that. But I think through that struggle, because when I like fast forward, like out of pharmacy school, when I wasn't really happy, I had to find a reason why I love pharmacy school, uh, why I love pharmacy, the profession. And I brought it back to the relationships and people, you know. And so, yeah, absolutely. I remember uh, and you're going to laugh at this number, but I remember sitting at my desk and I was two years in. I was ready to quit after two years. I was just like, I don't know if I like this because second year tends to be the hardest. And yeah. I was $11,000 in debt. And I was like, man, I'm going to take the big loan next year. Next year, I'm going to take 10000 in one year. So I'm going to be $21,000 in debt. And I was like, do I really want to do that? And it was only because I had my buddies, uh, Chris and Dean and some of the other guys that uh, I, I made it through. But you're absolutely right. If I didn't have those relationships, I didn't have my pharmacy fraternity, I don't think I would have gone through. It. I would have been like, I just wouldn't have seen the point. And I think talk a little mm -hmm. bit about working in the pharmacy, because sometimes it's the people that you're working with that get you through the day or it is the people that you're working with that get you through the day. Yeah. Um, so I've I've worked at multiple pharmacies and stuff. So definitely the people is a real big thing like at the pharmacy I work at right now. I'm so grateful for like my technician being young, me being young, because all we do, like, you know, we get to when we think alike and stuff like that, we just get to share these experiences. We'll talk everything from like uh, rappers like Lil Yachty and stuff like that to, <laughs> okay. to like to like business strategy. It's pretty crazy to see like the variety of topics we actually touch in the pharmacy or we just talk about our family problems, stuff like that, you know. And I think it's really that uh, bond that makes a pharmacy very efficient because a lot of people look at those moments like, oh, you're talking about rappers and stuff like that. But I think that's where you actually build a lot of your trust and a lot of your personality with the, uh, and how you show your personality with your, your team, you know, cause you're all working on the same team and, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's my experience and yeah. 
Well, let, let's talk a little bit about what you've been doing, because I've been following you for a couple of years, and I feel very stalkerish as I say that. That's just kind of <laughs> weird. What's up, man? I've been following you for a while oh, now. I just, I'm scared. Just wanna, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but you've uh, you've kind of progressed. Uh, you were talking about things that you were doing, things that you were struggling with, but now mm-hmm. you're actually doing outreach. Talk a little bit about uh, going to Cal State Long Beach. Uh, you went to talk to those students, uh, and then after that, we'll talk a little bit about the Southern Cal students in brown bag but let's do cal state long beach first talk about uh, that presentation how that went yeah so um let's see so i actually got that because oh man so at the time um when i was really depressed and whatnot uh during while i was working in pharmacy that's when i actually started to do youtube and started writing articles for my my other website and then through YouTube, I actually d- started getting a following, and they actually they actually watched me pretty religiously. And uh, I'm part of the they, just so you know. All right. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, people are watching me, and then I like I was trying to figure out content for YouTube. Like, what would be just cool content that I could just shoot, right? And then that's when I started doing volunteer events, and I was actually at a. Um, uh, VMD's like New Year, like VMD's Lunar New Year's event or something like okay. that. And one of my fans actually recognized me. <laughs> and then she's like, oh my God, Kevin, is Kevin you the PharmD? And I'm like, whoa, I'm just like a normal person. I'm not used to all this like attention and stuff. But it was cool. It was really cool because I get to interact with my fans like one on one. And it's really it's really cool to see them know everything about you and you know nothing about them. And it's a really (laughs) interesting experience. But anyways, um, she, she actually was like, you should come speak at our school. Uh, we'd love to have you. And so that's actually how I got, um, to talk at Cal state long beach is because through a random event that I attended and through doing YouTube randomly, that's how I ended up getting a speaking gig and it's pretty crazy like um later this year like i might end up going to memphis tennessee and different places just to speak and they just want to hear my stories and stuff i'm like do you want me to talk about anything in particular they're just like i just want you to talk whatever you want to talk about and i was like dang that's a really good feeling well, I know, you know like Maya Angelou and there's some other people that make 50,000 a, a speaking gig. So, well, you'll just have to let me know how, how you're uh, how you're doing with the, <laughs> the bucks there. I, I'm guessing it's volunteer right now. But one day you might be like, yeah, but I'm going to yeah. need two tickets or I'm going to need a plane ticket. And, and hopefully it does, because I think public speaking yeah. is a great way to something you can fit in with pharmacy. But what about that brown bag event? Uh, you were at Southern Cal. That was kind of cool. And so you're. Explain to somebody who's 44 like me how you're taking video of yourself driving there. You're taking video of yourself walking in there. You HIPAA it out and then we see nothing. And then you come out of there like three seconds later. Like that was a brown bag. So tell me how that actually happens. So um, it was actually pretty crazy because um, that was actually my first. um, That was my first volunteer event ever. And (laughs) yeah, it was really crazy because so my friend uh, from pharmacy school, he couldn't make this volunteer like this brown bag event. Right. And so he was like he felt really bad for the students and started and gave me um, one. And she had he ended up giving uh, one of the people running the organization my contact. 
And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm down to do it. Like it's been a while since I've uh, done any brown bags or community events and I love to do it, you know? And so that's actually, that's actually how I ended up getting it. I just walked in and just started talking. The students didn't even know that I was a vlogger at the time because I didn't have that many videos and whatnot. Um, but that that's actually how that happened. But it was a really cool experience. I think um, that was the first since that was the first video I ever did in public and stuff, I wasn't sure about like what was legal, what wasn't like what to talk about, but it actually turned out pretty well, you know? That's awesome. Well, yeah. well tell me a little bit about just living and working in California and what it's like. Oh man. Um, living in California. Well, I love living in California. It's a huge difference. I think, um, other than the weather, obviously it doesn't snow over here, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Like, yeah. So better than, better than Boston in that way, yeah. Yeah, I, I think a huge thing was the type of people that you meet out here. And back at home, like, a lot of the pharmacists or people around me, they were very sort of negative or they didn't really have um, – I don't want to say they weren't ambitious. That's not the word. But – I got to meet a lot more positive people out in California. And so I met like YouTubers, like um, Just Kidding Films. Actually, they're my roommates now and stuff. Like Joe's my roommate. And I live with a whole bunch of them. And it was just a really great experience just to live with more positive people, entrepreneurs, stuff like that. And that's actually, it actually helped me sort of like, because in pharmacy school, I always wanted to do YouTube and stuff. But um, actually living with YouTubers actually got me actually making YouTube videos. So, yeah, that's, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just trying to kind of process that living with YouTubers. I'm just uh, kind of, kind of picturing this. uh, I don't think people do it on Craigslist anymore, but uh, YouTubers wanted uh, gender, really not important, but you just got to be a YouTuber. Uh, So, you know, just the, you know, this is what, what you want out of somebody who's going to be your roommate. That's so cool. Um, Tell me a little bit about this. uh, uh, One of your more popular videos, I think was, uh, was it, um, is pharmacy worth it? You, I think you made a ton of those videos, uh, and, <laughs> yeah, and so you, you've interviewed dental hygiene, uh, somebody who switched over from dental hygiene. Uh, you did another one with engineered truth. It's got like a quarter of a million views. Uh, yep. so tell me a little bit about, uh, how your path has gone. Cause it sounds like you were maybe on the negative side when you first got out there or when you were first, you know, getting out of pharmacy school. And now it seems like you really love what you do. Yeah. Um, so I love what I do. You're right. Um, so basically how I've been doing these interviews. So my friend, Matt's actually my friend, uh, engineer, AKA engineer truth. Yeah, and yeah. he just asked one day to just shoot a video. And I was like, well, I've never really been on camera, but I'll try it. You know, like let's, what's the worst that can happen? You know what I mean? And I never thought it would actually blow up and open up so many opportunities. Like every single day, like I get questions in my email or questions about pharmacy. And, um, it's a really, it's a really great feeling to have that. And then, so when I started doing videos, I started thinking about the people around me and I started doing interviews with not only like my friend Angela and whatnot, who, who we did a reality versus expectations, like a girl edition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my friend, um, my friend who also did uh, residency as well, like I just started incorporating people in my life to um, just interview because I feel like their stories were really interesting, you know, and I just want to share that with other people. And um, I think where where my channel is a lot different from 
other channels like um, pharmacy. Oh, who's that other pharmacy YouTuber? I forgot. He's, he stopped doing them, but he's still yeah. got like a, he's got like a million views, and I can't remember yeah. his name. But we're talking about the same guy, and I, I could probably search for him if I just if you just put in you know is pharmacy worth it? And maybe maybe I'll do that while you're talking. But um, it yeah. just. Uh, what is his name? It's going to bug me, but go ahead. Keep going with, uh, or are we both going to do this at the same time? <laughs> We're gonna... I'm actually, I'm actually on my computer right now. Okay. It's, it's, it it's, Paul. But, it's um, Paul. It's Paul. <laughs> Pharmacistblog.com. It's Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess like where my channel and his channel is a lot different was that I sort of wanted to break out of the um, stereotypical nerdy type of pharmacist. Cause we're not all like that. A lot of us actually have like no disrespect to Paul, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 no disrespect to him. Honestly, he he was a pioneer because he was the first, pretty much the first major. Oh yeah, it's pharmacist blog. Yep. So almost yeah, ten thousand, ten thousand uh, subscribers, and yeah. uh, he's did he get over a million? Nine hundred and sixty-five thousand uh, views. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like honestly, he was a huge motivation for a lot of people. But I feel like um, sometimes when you're giving out information or just talking to people you need it's good to have different variety because not everybody learns it or takes in the same information the same way you know it's kind of like mexican food right you got your burritos <laughs> tacos but the meat is pretty much all the same and that's how i look at pharmacy you know like um we are, we're all talking about pharmacies but the uh pharmacy the profession but the way we deliver it is a lot um different which is a great thing and if you guys are ever thinking about youtube and stuff you guys should totally do it because you're gonna be doing like something totally different from me and that's that's perfect that's fine dude that and that's actually a really good thing yeah my channel's pretty nerdy i've got like pronunciations in top 200 so i've got a lot of views but i'm not getting any i'm not getting any calls like what's up man i thought your video on pronouncing omelizumab was so cool you know that's that's just not gonna happen man i just i am i have i have taken over for paul <laughs> it, it, it's, it's pretty funny because uh i actually subscribed to you and then i know when you post up a bunch of videos it like floods my inbox i'm like what the heck <laughs> I'll, i'm gonna ch i chilled out for a while but over winter break yeah. i've got a i've got a new one to kind of help uh, parents with their kids and and yeah. not making medication errors but yeah i put out 700 like 600 or 700 over the summer and i went a little bit a little bit nuts there so i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna do a better job job of uh sending that out a little bit more uh more judiciously well let me i don't want to let this go too long because we if, to have a good podcast episode you want to say between 20 and 25 minutes but let's get okay. some good uh advice from you uh, i know you uh, work out you're fiscally responsible you got some investments and in things but what's your yeah. best daily ritual to keep your work on track Oh, so daily, because, yeah, you're right. I do a lot of different things, everything from MMA to um, to digital marketing to pharmacy and the all these Octagon things. The Octagon Pharmacist, that's your new, that's your new, uh, <laughs> that's your new handle. <laughs> exactly, right? Um, but actually, one of the tools that I've been using a lot recently is actually a planner. And I know it sounds like wicked old and stuff like that. I am wicked old, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds like wicked old school, like people have Google Calendar and stuff like that, which is also useful, but there's something about just writing down everything that you're going to do, planning, like strategy, like planning months ahead or like 
I usually break it down into three things like months, weeks, and days. And um, that's actually helped me so much. The planner, specific planner I use is a uh, Panda planner. But I think if you're balancing so many different things, it really helps uh, get your priorities straight and what you want to do for the day, you know? And being really like, I was very, un- I'm a very unorganized person. It's really forced me to s- sort of sit down and strategize a lot better because at the end of the day, we only have so much time and the more efficient that we can make our time, the better. And it really, and it's also really forced me to ha- make time for fun too. So Sounds um, good. that's something I recommend. Yeah. Plan for fun. So uh, what's the best career advice you've ever received? Career advice. Oh man. Um, Best career advice I've ever received. We can you know, pass. We can pass to the next question, which is what inspires you. Yeah. Okay. We'll do what inspires me. Um, I guess the whole theme that I was talking about during this whole podcast was um, the relationships, and I think growing like throughout my pharmacy career, it was a really crappy feeling knowing, like, feeling that I wasn't good at anything, right, and um, knowing that, and it was a really crappy feeling knowing that I wasn't really good at anything, but then I just took a hard, hard look at myself. And I was like, one thing I'm really good at is actually making friends and talking to people. And so that's why I decided, decided to open up more opportunities just by like making myself lucky by doing YouTube and different things. And if you're struggling, if you're, if you're, um, if you don't really know what to do with your life or if you're really lost, just take a hard look at yourself, see what you're really good at and just do more of it and look for opportunities that will make you yourself lucky. So yeah, sounds like you're a creative that had to bust out uh, of the organic chemistry, biochemistry, pharmacokinetics and all that <laughs> stuff. And, and there's not a, there's not much of a chance to be creative in pharmacy school. So uh, it's great. Yeah. That, and I appreciate what you've put on YouTube. Well, how do you prefer people contact you? Uh, we're not going to get as many hits as uh, you did there with the 250,000. I put the same video up. That yeah. said, is pharmacy worth it? And I got 250 views and you got 250,000. So I don't even know why I'm talking to you, but how do you prefer people contact you since obviously they want to talk to you and not me? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they want to talk to you too, Tony. Um, but uh, you can always find me at uh, on my YouTube channel, Kevin Yee, the PharmD. You can, um, you can find me on IG, uh, Kevin underscore the underscore refugee kevin the refugee on instagram um or i mean yeah or you could send me questions at subscribers at refugeehustle.com and that's uh that's where i get most of my q a stuff so if you guys want to contact me you can contact me at any of those three social media platforms sounds good well kevin thanks for being on the pharmacy podcast Thank you so much, Tony, for inviting me, man. It's my first podcast. I hope I did well. I hope you guys really like this podcast, too. So, Yeah, no, it's great. Well, if you want to be on the pharmacy podcast, Pharmacy Future Leaders, go ahead and tweet to me at Tony underscore PharmD. Or if you're interested in sponsoring an episode, contact Todd Yeri at PharmacyPodcast.com. We thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. Be sure to share the show with the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.